Hello and welcome to the first of our uh, mini little continental breakfast uh, podcast on the football babble covering your Euro 2020, um, which kicks off, which will be, well, if you're listening to this in the morning, it'll be this evening. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday night, but it's going to be kicking off uh, tonight, should we say. Um, Italy are hosting Turkey in the first game of Euro 2020, and I'm joined by Brenton and Steve, and the three of us are stupidly excited, I would say, boys, aren't we? Absolutely. Um, also, before we get going, I want to thank all the new listeners that have subscribed and joined on and sort of hit uh, follow on our social media channels as well, as well as different things. So th- welcome, welcome aboard um, the Football Babble Train for the Euros. Thanks very much for joining up. Hope you enjoy the podcasts um, as we go forward. Get involved too. Drop us a message. Let us know what you think. Give us ideas. Um, or give us your opinions on what's been going on in the Euros maybe something we might have said you want to get into it with us no problem at all you'll find us well you know where to find us you subscribe to us on our Twitter on our Instagram page the Football Babble and um, yeah the more the merrier let's, let's get this community massively going um, so Bretton and Steve we're going to talk about Italy and, and Turkey which is the first game um, I am stupidly excited because Italy are my team for the Euros and I want them to win it Steve from this game this is probably out of this group the two best teams in the group that would be fair to say I think that's fair um, I think they're probably going to be the two kind of uh, competing at the end of the group stages I think they'll be there or thereabouts I th- do you know what like is really interesting for me though like uh, we were talking on our, our kind of overall tournament podcast about like who we thought were going to win it who were dark horses and Turkey were obviously mentioned as a, a as a dark horse and like I don't think any of us kind of talked about Italy as potential winners, but when I was doing the research for the this podcast today, and by research I mean spent 20 minutes on my lunch break reading a few articles, like, I realise that, like, they've done incredibly well under Roberto Mancini. Um, they haven't lost the game in two years. Uh, they haven't conceded a goal in 2021. Uh, his win record uh, as an Italian, as Italian manager is the best of any Italian manager in history, and you're talking about, you know, Arrigo Sacchi and people like that who've, who kind of managed Italy before. So I think it's, it's, it's phenomenal to look at what he's done. And, and they really are coming into this radar or this tournament flying under the radar, but it's a tough first test for them. Um, and I think the quality of teams they've kind of played to amass that record. I think, you know, we spoke about teams that take the the Nations League seriously and Italy are one of those teams and maybe the teams they've been playing against aren't. Um, so I think this is a fascinating one. And of course, the dynamic of it being in Rome as well, you know, the, which they're, they're not having to travel for. I think it's, it's, I think it's one of the best opening games of a major tournament that I can remember or one of the ones I'm most excited for. Yeah, I would I would echo that. Steve, what do you make of it, Brent? Is this a game you're excited for tomorrow night? Not just because it's the opening game, but because it's potentially a game between two very good sides. Yeah, I think that is important. That's a, <clears throat> that's a good point. Um sometimes you get um obviously host nations um in uh, competition that maybe aren't the best footballing nations um, and they're obviously the first game um, I, I can think of South Africa in the World Cup but that actually turned out to be absolutely wild and great um, but yeah um, both of these teams I think have the potential to go quite far which is 
exciting for for a first game. I, I think you know if if people were listening to our um, overall tournament preview pod that Steve mentioned, I obviously thought Turkey could be the dark horses, and you obviously and along with a lot of people think you know Italy could go far as well. So yeah. this you know this could be a decisive game. You know for the first game of the tournament and, and the first game in this group. Um, it'll also be interesting for, you know, the other two in this group to see really what they're facing. You know, um, I think the other the other game in this group, the first game, is also vitally important, um, Wales v Switzerland, because if one of them, you know, we saw Wales get off to a really good start for their run in, in 2016, and um, if they can get points on the board, um, and you know maybe I don't know Italy or or Turkey get hammered. Um, yeah, you know then they have a bit of momentum and they could see themselves beating one of those sides. Um, but yeah, it's um it's a mouthwatering tie. Um, on Friday night at eight o'clock, cannot wait. I didn't know as well that um when Turkey had that great run in Japan and South Korea. Uh, and got the semi-final. It was actually it was the current manager, Sinal Gunes, who got them that far. It was he was in charge, and he took that that Turkey team right the way. So there could be permutations for them there. Like it, it could be omens again. Sorry, where he's back in charge, and you know the way sometimes managers just seem to do well in tournaments or competitions. Like um, obviously Zidane's notable for one in club football was Real Madrid, even Ancelotti as well in the Champions League. It seems to be something he seems to get. And maybe I wonder if that will be the case for Turkey this time out uh, when Guna is in charge again. And they do have quite a, a decent side. Like they're not not as I don't think on paper as strong as at least, but they do have a decent side. And I think what interesting for me was when people were previewing Turkey that they sort of rotate between two different formations on paper, where it's like either four three three or or a four five one. But actually, it always seems to end up being a four one four one and. You touched on him last night, Brett, and, um, and obviously Steve, you'll know of him as well, what he's done with Lille this year. Yilmaz is so important tomorrow night for Turkey. Massively. Um, I th- as I said, you know, in our, in our preview pod, if it's, it's, uh, as you mentioned, you know, with the manager, um, it's sort of, if you get, if you get, I think if you get a good start in a tournament, it's really, you start to, Build those sort of feelings and and you know the momentum around the squad and one of those things that's really important is if your star man is is on it um and certainly this season Yilmaz looked like looks like he's on it and you know that's a you know that'll be a big thing if he scores against one of the favourites um and the team will get right behind him then do you know what I mean it's it's, it's kind of like Bale with Wales in in 2016 you know he had a great tournament. Um, obviously the whole the whole red wall at that stage for Wales got got behind them then. Um, they might have to look at you know it's it's going to be hard I think to break down uh, that Italy team. Um, as one of you mentioned already, like the run they've been on is absolutely ridiculous. Um, so you know if they can get a draw in that game, um. I think that'll still be a good result, especially with Italy being, you know, at home. They're going to have, you know, obviously somebody mentioned as well, which is a good point. Italy have been hit. Italy were hit really bad with COVID at the start. Um, you know, it was, it was horrible scenes coming out of there, and the news was, was awful for you know months. Um, 
but this is going to be, you know, there's, I think there's 15,000 people going. It's, um, it's the first game of the major tournament. There's, um, you know, you can imagine the, the, the feeling around it, the, when the anthem is being sung, you know, all that there is going to go, yeah, is going to get the Italians fired up. Um, so if Turkey can, can get a draw out of that, and I think they'll fancy themselves against, against Wales on Switzerland. Um, and certainly if, if Yilmaz is on form, um, that's why I can see them, you know, going quite far. It's all, all you touched on it later on. Obviously, some of the scenes that came out, I know, and in, in Bergamo region of Italy, I think I think Mancini actually maybe uh, visited before uh, they settled down in camp to lay a wreath. I know he, he's done stuff. I think with the Pope as well. Um, this Italy squad and, and Paddy, um, Paddy, is it Andrew, Steve, the Irish journalist? It is Paddy Andrew, isn't it? That's based in Italy. Okay, he's on. Paddy Agnew, he was on um, off the ball this morning and, and he was asked by Owen Sheeran off the ball, like, is there excitement about this Italy side? And there seems to be massive excitement about this Italy side this year going into this championship. They missed out in Russia 2018, so obviously it's been a bit of a wait for them and we've, we've all had the wait ages for an international tournament as well and for a bit of release. Um, but this Italy side seemed really, really dangerous and really exciting and he's gone on, th- was it, he's, out of the last 31 games, he's always stuck with a 4-3-3 Mancini. And he seems to be settled enough on a side, which is quite interesting. They're, Jorginho and Verratti, if you said to me that those two are going to be your your two sort of pivots in midfield, um, before anything happened this season, I would have said, uh, there's, like maybe Verratti, because he, he throws himself out a bit, but I'd be worried about Jorginho, and especially in the tournament, is he going to get sort of maybe bowled over, is he going to have the legs, and then he had such a great season with um, Chelsea, but they seem to work as well with Chiesa and Barella in midfield, this, this at least I basically, the ideal lineup he's picked, and basically the one that the Athletic were saying today, and, and the one he seems to have picked in 30 matches out of 31, so you're going to expect something similar unless somebody gets injured, is Donnarumma and Nets, Forenzi, Benucci and Collini, I mean, you just say those two names, even those three names, you know, you know all about them, mm. Spinazzola, Adela fullback, then Barella, Who's my tip to be possibly have the European Championship, like be one of the players of the European Championships? Jorginho, Verratti, Chiesa, and either Bellotti or Mobley, maybe decide, and then Insigne up front as well. This at least side are fantastic, Steve. They're fantastic, but like one of the things I was reading today as well is that like they don't, the goals tend to be spread around. Um, yeah. You know, I think, what's this that I said? I, I read, uh, yeah, 49 players. Uh, since Mancini took over, Bellotti is his top goal scorer, uh, with six. And in your, in world football, 49 players have scored more international goals in that time. Or 49 European players have scored more international goals in that time, which is kind of incredible. Um, so the go- but, but they, the goals can come from anywhere. And I think with that 4-3-3 formation you were talking about, which he really has stuck to, um, I think Ventura and De Baggio, between them had something like, uh, I think it was 16, oh no, six different starting formation in 18 games, you know, and then Mancini comes in and it's been for nearly, for nearly all his tenure, 4-3-3. So I think that consistency obviously helps with the, the three centre midfield players and then the, the, the left and right wing are acting as, acting as extra attackers. So I think 
what you get with Italy is solid at the back, but with a goal threat coming from anywhere. And I think that's really kind of like, that's exactly what you want going into an international football tournament. Um, I think just, just going back to Turkey for a second, I think the one thing that probably needs to be brought into consideration is obviously, you know, we know Italy's pedigree, four time World Cup winners, but they've only won the Euros once, which is back in 1968. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, there's something in that as well, but this Turkish side is the youngest. I think it's the youngest squad in the entire Euros. It's an average age of less than 25, and I wonder what like going into Rome. The, and there is a lot of expectation behind Turkey at this stage. I know we talked about them as star courses, but like get out with this group, and depending on where you finish in the group, you've got a decent chance of making a good run to the semi-finals. Yeah. Um, and I wonder about the weight ex- of expectation on a on a squad whose average age is so young. So I think it just makes for an absolutely fascinating, fascinating game, both tactically and kind of as a spectacle as well. Um, but I'd I, I'd be really really interested to see. Like we spoke about Portugal on our preview podcast about how you know the last time around they they drew their their group matches. And they didn't really need that momentum to start the tournament. Uh, yet this feels different. This feels like the team that wins this gets such a head start on yeah. the other team yeah. um, that it becomes that much of a crucial game. Like, I actually had, uh, in my predictor on UEFA.com, I actually had Turkey coming second. But because of the way the draw fell for them in, in my predictions, they ended up playing Denmark and then Czech Republic and then Portugal in the semi-final. So had them get into the semi-final. They'd be happy enough with that, I think. And I think, based on my feelings about Portugal, I think they'd, they'd have their number as well. So, and then I had Italy in the other semi-final. So it could be these two playing until the game, which would be, you know, I'd be up for that as well. That'd be some final. I think it'd be pretty yeah. cool. I think it's worth, like, it's worth pointing out as well. Like, this is a Turkish team that, like, we, we spoke on our preview pod about, like, France being the favourites and rightly so, like, Turkey yeah. took Turkey took four points off them in, in qualifying for this tournament. Um, that's yeah. no mean feat at all. Uh, so I think that this it's just going to be such a great way. To, like football tournaments are great to start anyway, but there's actually two really really good teams in this, and it's just so exciting to see it finally kicking off. Yeah, I think that. So, um, and also in our sweepstakes, we have Biff Finn up against, who has Turkey up against Jake McGill, who has Italy, which is a nice little kickoff. Nice. Sorry, yeah, Brent, what were you saying? That'll, that'll be great to keep an eye on, actually, the, the sweepstakes as we go through. But, um, no, what I'm saying is, um, the, they beat the Netherlands as well, Turkey, um, convincingly, uh, in the World Cup qualifiers. So, you know, there's, um, Yilmaz got a hat trick in that game, so that's what I mean. Of, of you know, if they if they can if they have a good game plan going into a game and going specifically to this game, there's not obviously um, Italy don't concede a lot of goals at the minute. They haven't conceded any in 2021. Um, but I think, as as you said, you know, Mancini has a settled side, but. The place to probably get at them is is at left back. Um, I don't know if you uh, would agree or not, but they're, they're, that's the one position that I've heard people talking about. That um, you know, Mancini is he, he has been Emerson has played there, um, and obviously Spinazzola looks like he, he is going to start. Um, but I think that's the one area if um, 
you know, if Yilmaz can get in that channel between Chiellini and, and Spilazzola, the um, you know, there's not a lot of pace there, um, and Chiellini, yeah, you know, he won't he won't want to be running back um towards his own goal too much, um. So there, I mean, there's not a lot of weaknesses that you can get at it, Lee. Um, but if there is one, I would say that's probably what they'll try. I, I think Spinazzola is a weak point as well. I think you're right. I think when I've yeah. seen him for for Roma, he does seem to be a player you can get at. Mm. Um, not necessarily a player that gives away like many fouls or anything like that, but just seems like he's a little indecisive. And if you've got any sort of pace at all, you can just get at him. Um, and really poor in the air too. So I think we might see some crosses, um, coming from the other side to kind of, to, to kind of take that on that back shoulder cross we talk about all the time and uh, get behind the, the, the Maguire cross. Yeah. The Harry, we should just call it the Harry Maguire cross, the Luke yeah. Shaw and Harry Maguire cross. Um, I think that's, that's where, he, at that. yeah, I just think he, he just really struggles in that, in that way. And I think, yeah, but like I think you'd be happy enough as a as an international football manager to come into a tournament and think, okay, we've won weak spot. Um, so I don't think Italy will be too worried, but it's still something, it's still something that's going to be, I think, well worth. It's kind of that micro battle within the wider battle uh, to keep yeah. an eye on in 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 the game. So I'll let you go first, Brenton. What's going to be the score length for it? Goodness, don't do that. Um, I suppose we're actually going to have to do this at the end of every pod, which is going to be horrible, um, especially the next day when you realise how far off you were. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one each. One each. Yellow mask right. penalty. Jamie Redknapp sits on the fence. <laughs> Stephen. Um. I think Turkey are going to blow us away, and I think 3-1 Turkey. What the f... Wow. You two are mental. (laughs) Uh, I I, I think it'll be be 2-1 Italy. I think they'll get off off the ground running, and that'll see them on their way. But these two could potentially meet each other down the line again. But yeah, I think it'll be 2-1 Italy. I actually think these two will finish quite comfortably ahead of the other two in the group as well. Hmm. Well, that this is definitely the biggest game in this group. I'll I'll definitely say that. And also, um, you were saying about the and I know we've probably run over our time already. Um, oh, but yeah. we at least um path to the final is so much harder than Turkey's would be as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just that side of the draw. They would have to beat it, Belgium and France, isn't that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which is weird. Like you think if you won the group, you'd be awarded, but. Obviously not. Um, so that'll do us for our first continental breakfast. Hope you enjoyed um, today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to go right through the Euros, especially the group stages, um, doing one a day. Um, catch us on, on all our social medias, Instagram and Twitter, at the Football Babble Pod. Brent, do the Patreon link. Patreon.com forward slash Football Babble. £1 a month. Um, so it's £12 a year to sponsor us a small independent podcast based out of Ireland trying to talk about football and have the crack I really appreciate everyone joining up today and following us and getting involved thanks so much and enjoy the Euros this will be us up and running and good luck